0: Oh my God! This thing on as we
1: live, ladies and gentlemen, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Neg Derps Nest. I am your host Chris Priggen. Today, I am joined by three special guests. Yes, you heard that right—three special guests, and these are really good friends of mine uh, that we'll be working on a project here soon together. Uh, I just want to go ahead and introduce them real quick. I got my man, the Four Hard Zach Gerhard. Hello there, how are you now? Mm. I got the catch-up man, Mister Seth Heinzelman Hey everybody, how's it going? And of course, we're gonna kick ass once again with Mister Seabass, Sebastian Kurpatt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bass <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted these three beautiful men here with me today Is, um, as I hinted on the last episode uh, Bass and I, we have something big coming out with two other people Well, here are the two other people that we were referring to uh, We will be coming out with not just a uh, You guys can out with this Not just a podcast, but a, a YouTube channel everything just the overall conglomerate media outlet right uh but uh, more information about that will be coming soon but the name that you guys want to be looking for is uh table 307 um now how we got the name table 307 is uh all of us here are in the casino business together we work together um and we are all craps people and um, do you want to, Zach, explain the significance of 307, exactly what it means?
0: Well, uh, happenstance at the casino where we all met and currently work at still, um, the Dice Pit, the only Dice Pit other than the no longer existing high-limit dice table is Pit 3. And a table that's never existed until now is 307.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the seven, as most dice players know, uh, seven is a dice lingo term for seven out. You guys know, clean the board, whatnot. So, uh, it's a bad luck number that a lot of dice players don't want to hear. So, you will never see in a dice pit table number seven, whatever pit that is. But most casinos I've worked in, the dice pit has been pit three, so that's why we're going with table 307. Uh, so Zach since you already uh, answered that, how did you actually get into the casino room? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I was
0: actually enrolled at school at the time I was in college in my second year. And I did one more half semester after that, I believe. Um, I had a friend that had got into it and was doing it for about a year and was making actually really good money and said, Hey, you with your personality and serving background, work well, not really, but working restaurants and doing all sorts of different service industry type jobs, you would be really good at this. Um, I think you should really give it a shot. So I lamented on it for like, like I said, about six, nine months until I got into that like first semester, of my third year, which was just a kind of a repeat of the second and first year because I didn't try at school. Um, so, hey, here's a job that you'll make pretty good money, which The money that I ended up making wasn't what I was quoted, but still good enough to keep me in, and uh, I fell in love with the industry. I really did. It uh, somehow still has its its hooks in me. I got out for a year, and I absolutely hated it. I got into sales, and maybe I was selling the wrong thing, but let me tell you, cold calling people on the phone is a lot more difficult than taking people's money and having nothing to do about it, but it's not nearly as rewarding as giving them a bunch of money and then them giving me money for doing so and doing so in a friendly and fashionable manner. So we get it done there. Um, college wasn't for me, but, uh, the casino business is, and I happen to stumble across three of my best friends I've ever met in my life and uh, a beautiful fiance as well. So she's not on this show, but maybe you'll meet her someday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I absolutely love it. It's, uh, there's bits and pieces I don't really like about it too. You know, there's, I could, I would love to hit the lotto and be a millionaire and sit on my ass until I figure out my own business to open up. But, uh, it's, it's led me upon some very interesting paths and with some very interesting people and I get to play a game for a living.
1: Yeah. That's a pretty good way to put it. We get to play a game for a living. Uh, you best, uh, you are a full supervisor. So you've, Got a little more experience. I don't else. get to
2: play the game. I have to watch the game. You have
1: to watch the
2: game. It's uh, It's definitely been an adjustment. Uh, I mean, we all dealt the game mm-hmm. of dice, especially. It's uh, definitely a different change of pace, not necessarily harder. It might be a little more draining at times, but it allows you to teach in ways that I wasn't able to teach as a dealer. Like, I get to sit back and relax and actually explain to them as they should just listen, like they're listening to me as, uh, as a box person, they. it's all good. just a little table bump. They, uh, sorry, got me off track on that one. (laughs) Uh, they are supposed to just listen right to what you're saying. So it's kind of easy way to help channel myself into other people that necessarily don't have that skill yet. So they get to learn from people who do, and
1: it's enjoyable. So was a, uh, you know, with, with being someone who dealt dice and someone who, I'm, I'm sure I can say this, someone who loves dice. Absolutely. How hard was it for you, uh, not just like the financial benefits of going to the full supervisor, but how hard was it for you mentally to know that at this property, uh or and if you want to continue your career in the path it's going you will no longer be dealing dice again so how did that feel to you <clears throat> um as of here like we
2: said yeah it's probably not going to happen again that i'll ever deal again but now um there's always opportunities to step into somewhere else eventually maybe deal one day again who knows uh, i don't ever like to close doors i'm always a uh, water under the bridge but uh You never know, like tomorrow could bring something completely new. I can move somewhere across the country and voila, I could be a dealer there, but I don't, I have many roots here. So like I'm comfortable with where I'm at and I have room to grow. And I think everybody in this room has room to grow and we all can do it together. We can all do it multiple ways and it's exciting to see it. Absolutely.
1: Uh, So my man, Seth, what's going on, buddy? Not much, just chilling and listening. Just chilling, listening. <laughs> I'll get back to you in just one second. I'm um, ready
3: whenever. We you ready? Know?
1: So, my man, um, what what about the casino world pulled you in? Was there anything that you uh, that you saw in it? Was it something that you just want to explore? Oh uh, no, it was one new? of
3: those jobs that
1: uh, I knew somebody in my
3: previous job, and they decided to go and uh, work where at the casino, and you know they would come back and tell me how great it was cuz they had family that still worked at my job and you know talked about it and I'm like that does sound pretty good dealing blackjack like you got like you guys already brought up literally get paid to be playing games dealing games on the other end but you're still in that atmosphere so i figured i'd check it out took the classes figured uh, i realized wow this is actually really easy at least for me <laughs> i can get paid good amount more than I was making in a kitchen. Right. So yeah, let's keep going. Finished about a month worth of classes. Had to pay for them at the time. Now that stuff's free, but it also gave you me more incentive. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well I want to get that money back. So tried hard and then, uh, got uh, applied, got uh, accepted right away. And before you know it, time goes by and it's like, okay, I'm just getting better take more games, and time continues to go by, apply and move up. And it's already been seven years.
2: Feels like yesterday we were all wearing those white shirts in that building.
3: How about exactly. it?
2: I mean, hell, when I, I, like I
0: said, I left the industry for a year, and uh, I wore that white shirt not too long more ago. More recently than, <laughs> yeah,
2: like, than you. What, two and a half, three years? Did you wear a white shirt on your first day here? Or?
1: My first day here, uh, I wore uh, black and whites to my audition, yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. I figured that's the standard.
1: That's the standard for casinos everywhere. Everywhere. Um, yeah. Like when I was in uh, Dealer Academy for Horseshoe Cincinnati, uh, all the all the students wore uh, black and whites. Same thing with all Caesars properties. They all do that because it's very um, just tradition. Formal. Right. <clears throat> and uh, about the black and whites, one thing I cannot wait for um, is when things get back to normal. Whenever that may be with this pandemic uh, is us for us, us to possibly get back into out of t-shirts for one. Cause it's crazy. Like I know like dealers are more comfortable, so they'll probably like be more engaging, but I've seen uh, reports that in houses where the dealers dress uh, more high class, old school ish, the, the toke rate, Due to the environment that the dealers are uh, presenting, mm-hmm. it's just it's higher because it's a different. Experience. I can see that they feel it's a more high class experience. I'm I sorry. have
3: a different argument on that though. Okay. Do you think that the places that require that have a higher end clientele? Um,
2: so I'm gonna agree to that a little bit. And yeah. I also want to make the fair point that I love wearing a polo instead of a suit. Oh, see, yeah. I don't. I like wearing a t-shirt instead of a shirt. As I'm dealer. More free to do more things. I'm not going to ruin very expensive suits and I don't every get time very I sit expensive box. suits for work. Neither do I, but every time you sit box, you kinda of ruin your suit.
1: So just to catch up, uh, you know, to those who are not in the casino business, uh normally dealers would be wearing uh these um long sleeves colourless button ups is the yes. best way to put it. Yeah. And the supervisors, which um uh, Zach and Seth are both dual rates, uh, so at times they they would also wear suits. The supervisors would wear suits uh, and due to the uh, pandemic, uh, just like most uh, houses across the world right now, they are taking a more relaxed approach to help uh, the employees. The with, lack of ability to clean
2: your right, suit consistently week to week time. to week. It's only going to make that ruin your suits and they have to pay more and more and more for clothing.
1: So right now, dealers are wearing t-shirts and supervisors are wearing polo. So it is better for that. I like it. For, I personally for the, for the like time I am more comfortable in the work environment period because of it.
0: Oh, yeah. I just like having a reason to wear a suit. I, I paid a bunch of money for all those suits, and now
1: I don't wear them. We can just, well, once things get back to normal in New York or Philly, Uh, I mean, there's no reason. We just can't wear fucking suits out in the city one night. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm game. Yeah. I already have a restaurant I want to go to. Um. So with uh 307 coming out, uh, I know that we have discussed that we eventually do want to do um, some forms of uh, videos, instructioning. Um, we'll get to more in depth later. But from what we've seen from other um, channels, and not to knock those channels that have provided videos on tips on how to go in the casino world. Beat the system. Right um and to not get to specifics you know because we'll get to that later uh from your experience uh and i'll start with you seth uh with your experience and um you know your skill set what what are you looking to uh do with these videos and what what are you looking to do that's different
3: i feel a lot of the videos that are on maybe youtube or whatever uh are very hypothetical. Oh, set the dice this way and you'll roll more hard ways or you'll have a longer roll if you just position the dice in a certain way. That's not correct. So I just would rather inform people how to play the game, money management, budget for your bankroll, different ways you can play. And just, I want people to understand the, the ins and outs of a game before they play it and risk their own money. Absolutely, I see too much money just be thrown away to learn how to play a game incorrectly.
2: Like in the field?
3: Yeah. I mean, and again, that can work. Anything can work in a short-term There's period. There's a
2: winning bet on every roll. You're not wrong.
3: But you have to stop. And that's another thing that I want to get in the videos is discipline is the most important thing, and that's what people don't have to gamble. And that's why the casino's lights will always be on.
1: You're also... Um intelligent person uh no i'm not <laughs> yes you are how um do you plan on <coughs> you know using numbers like statistics to actually show people like look it doesn't matter what you do
3: nothing numbers- more sp- more in depth than what you would find anywhere online with a quick google search okay basic very basic stuff especially for the first rounds of videos because i'm not trying to overwhelm anybody Mm-hmm. I want the very basic. No, You have no knowledge in the game. You watch a short video and now you feel comfortable enough to go at least approach the game. Right. And you're not going to, you know, you're not going to just waste
1: your money. Right. Cause so many times, you know, we've been on dice tables uh, or, or even roulette or blackjack or any other game. You see someone walk up and they go, tell me how to play this game. And for some games, you can explain it in five minutes. You know, uh, go use a restroom real quick. Look at Wizard of Odds. If you actually want to see what it looks like, go on your phone, com If you actually want to see what the numbers are, but this is how I'm going to tell you, like certain games, like uh, uh, do it with, if you have a queen high on certain games, you know, we we know what to, to teach on certain games, but when you get to games, like when someone says, teach me how to play roulette. You can't. And, and give... Like, there's a newbie, he has $200 in his hand, and he just wants to play this roulette table right here. What are you going to say? Like, teach me how to play. It's so hard to tell someone, like, who has never been in a casino world, exactly how a game actually operates. Because And do we, it thoroughly. Right, because, you know, in roulette, especially, we see so many people, like, on oh, my birthday, my mom's birthday, my anniversary, stuff like that, lucky numbers, but... We all have roulette. We know that's not a good way to Unless bet. Unless they
0: happenstance to be near each other on the actual wheel,
1: right? That
0: strategy ain't worth a damn. It's and worth even a good that luck. doesn't
3: increase any of your odds. Right. True.
1: You could bet half of the wheel consecutively and still lose. Still lose, right? And then with craps, you know we see so many times, and we've been <clears throat> guilty of it too. You know, we we all took dice. We all had the manuals, and when someone comes up to a game. So many times, people try to get to page 47 in the first 30 seconds of telling someone what the game is all about. And I feel like we can definitely uh, make that easier for people to understand the games. Because I think we all bring a little something. uh, Not to toot my horn, but I will toot all three of yours. Uh, You guys know your shit when it comes to the games I've seen you on. uh, Roulette and Dice. Never seen you guys on blackjack but you guys know your shit so i respect your guys's ability with that so i'm excited to see what we can all bring but not just the skills that we have on the game but i'm excited for uh the pizzazz that we can also bring to some videos because i know we also want to do some other videos uh um bass i know you had some ideas for skits seth as well and zach um but before we could go on that um zach I know you had a previous um, radio show. Um, I don't know if you want to talk on that and talk about how you can bring your previous experience to uh, Table 307 and what you look to get out of this.
0: Well, yeah. I, uh, I When I was actually enrolled in college, I was at a community college in Pennsylvania, and they happened to have a radio station that had actually been reformed After a year or two hiatus, because of some technical difficulties, I don't know. I didn't really get into it with them, but I had that radio show and absolutely cherished it for five and a half years and did it into my second year, two and a half years of working at the casino. I still had that show and could go there every Wednesday night from nine to 12 and uh, just loved it. There was a point where they took away our format rights. And we had to do like this bluegrass country folk. They called it Americana format. I played to transition out of the show in front. I played like alternative and reggae and then got into like heavy metal as we got into late night. And uh, when I had to switch to. We're having a good time. Everybody's great. It was kind of tough, but I was still able to play some of the lower, softer end alternative stuff and. Some other stuff that I found and was able to make that work. Eventually, it brought back. I could do my own thing, and then came to a crashing halt when this the college stole the sold, excuse me, the station rights and the FM rights and all of that. So ninety point three WXLV Schnecksville no longer existed, and I was going to be out of a job that I didn't even get paid for, but just put so much time and effort after five and a half years. It uh, it went down pretty comedically, and I'm actually going to be bringing that back and sharing the story on the first episode of the Zach Gerhardt Show that's going to be coming out eventually in podcast format at a uh, yet-to-be-told time. But yeah, I mean, I got into that. As I was at the casino, I was able to parlay stories on that. I mean, I love just connecting with the different people that would call in, and then the different people that I get to work with at the casino and all the different Things that I learned from so many different people. Mm-hmm. Just, I got a lot of stories.
1: Right. And I'm full of hot air. So, <laughs> let's get cracking. Oh, I'm definitely ready to hear some of these stories, for sure. Bash, you've been quiet over there. Have I? You've been super-duper quiet.
2: I think I'm just taking it all in.
1: Taking it all in. I love it. We, You know, especially since we just had that uh, last episode we did together, we tried talking about 307 but not <laughs> and we've been very excited about this so uh with your history in this game positive attitude and just um your excitement that you know, with everything that you engage in what are you uh looking forward to bringing to table 307 and what are you looking forward to getting out of it honestly
2: it's fun like just to even talk sit and have a conversation to not sit in front of a tv and play a video game or get so sucked into social media and i know this is what we're doing but to actually just sit there and have a conversation to me is awesome in its own right not enough people do this anymore and to do it and be able to listen back on it and talk about it and help people teach people how to play new games have fun show what fun we have while we get to be there with you and enjoy the moment like not enough people enjoy the moment in life in general especially in a casino and we that's what we want that's when we have so much fun when people have fun you just suck it up like a sponge and that's what i think we could do i think we could help create that vibe that everybody wants to have and have fun with
1: seth just agrees with you he's vibing he's straight
2: vibing he's vibing (laughs) vibing hard
3: I guess.
1: (laughs) Uh, So another thing that uh, brought us together is our uh, enjoyment of our different things and humor that we find Um, (laughs) that uh, that as well. Um, And humor. I know for you, Zach, is a big thing. Um, I know one thing that you've been working on, um, you know, once this, pandemic is over and things open up um comedy's affected your life how how are you going to use that on table 307 what are you looking for to do with comedy in your life coming up
0: i like to bring a comedic perspective to absolutely everything in life because and i mean i i even bring myself down at times and try to just revert back to my childhood self and remember like literally everything is hilarious if you can find it. You have to have compassion and realize the severity of situations and deal with that. But even in those chilling times at, at points, there's some funny shit going on Cameras if you look at always it. always needed. Like- and, and, and you need it. You need it to break out of the bullshit that happens in our society. Like, it's it's tough times right now for a lot of different people, and mm-hmm. it always has been
3: mm-hmm.
0: and always will be right, for damn near everybody if you really kick back and look at the scope. Like it's crazy. And if you can just relax with all that nonsense and enjoy yourself, the world can be a better place. And, uh, I've had aspirations and dreams of getting in the stand-up comedy for years. So I'm eventually going to get on stage and try that for the first time. And, uh, I just, I want to make everybody giggle all the time.
1: So I'm, I'm going to give you to the end of this recording, but I want you to come up with, doesn't have to be a one-liner, just come up with, give me one of your jokes, doesn't have to be like one of your killers, but like one you don't mind sharing by the the show. I know I'm just hitting you with this off the top of my hand right now, so you're prepared for that, so it's okay, buddy. I'll, I'll give gather. You a <laughs> give
3: me time, I'll gather.
1: I got you, my man. Seth, how you doing? Still. I'm here.
3: I'm listening. VVH. been very hard.
1: So, um, you are a man who also has some amazing music interests. Due to, I think your artistic mind, do you have any, uh, musical input on in what you'd want to see on table 307? As far as maybe, a, what, are you, what are you feeling for like a theme song?
3: Oh boy. I couldn't even think of that at all. I would, definitely be interested in messing around with something Mm -hmm. once I get the computer. Right. Um, But yeah, that's not even in the, in my mind right now for trying to make something like that. I would actually like to talk to Steve about that because didn't he make yours
1: or didn't, who made yours? Uh, Kyle made mine. Kyle That's who it was. Yeah. I'll get you in touch with Kyle. That would be Kyle Stevenson. So that's why you thought Steve. Okay. Yeah. I'll get you in touch with him. Uh, And Kyle also did uh, open mic in baltimore uh, before mm, we left there
3: that's cool
1: it's, he's very intelligent with
0: maybe we should wood. all befriend mr kyle
1: kyle's great kyle is in the rockies right now he's still on that little bus going across america with oh you told me about that yeah yeah, yeah yeah so oh, that's cool so they're doing all that you wouldn't like like how we were talking earlier about Lonor, just a little fat leg for me it's more the
3: tv and film or just like the film aspect photos Mm -hmm. not so much on the creating music not that i don't have an interest in it i Mm -hmm. just know i don't have an ability in it it's a little different it's something i want to learn Mm -hmm. i would love to learn an instrument probably guitar maybe piano Mm -hmm. that way i could create music but i would just have to have the basic knowledge but recording for videos editing Mm -hmm. that's that's where i want that's my interest and that's stuff that I would like to do for this podcast. Eventually bring video to 307. Right. Make sure we're editing it. Make sure that sound quality is correct. That cut everything. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. Have you thought of, like, uh, I know uh, your friend has designed a logo for 307.
2: That's just a painting.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With your artistic mind over there, have you thought of oh, any Oh, putty. Yeah. yeah. Many a different one. Just rolling through the head. Yeah, it's just a matter of actually putting them digital. Mm-hmm. I have
3: a little tiny doodles done. Right. Just the placements and whatnot. But yeah, it's time to actually get it down and get the stuff onto the computer so we can upload it. Yeah. That way we have thumbnails and
1: all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Nice. Um, does anyone ask what, what expectations do you have, you know, for table
2: 307 as a whole
1: goals, what are some goals you have?
2: Take it day by day. Enjoy the process. Like, like I just said before, like, I want to enjoy every little bit of this. Like I remember, right after literally we did our podcast the other night or your podcast the other night that I literally just listened to it and then listen to it again and then for a third time listen to it as you actually published it it's just exciting like or doing something that i haven't done before mm-hmm. i mean i know some of us have but as a group it's still new to all of us like, right it's fun like uh there's a lot of excitement i'm just i think there's the goal is obviously to be what we want to be, we want, I mean, I, I personally, I, I think we're capable of very big things. I think,
1: Oh yeah. We want to make sure everyone knows to drop it for the crew
2: Yeah, drop it for the crew. Like I'm a very big mindset on like my family. Like, and it's more than just my actual, like friends are my family. Like you don't get anywhere in life by yourself. Anybody who tells you they did is lying and they're putting down everybody who helped them along the way. And that's just not who I am for me. Like I know I might not be perfect, but I know I can get it done with the people I need it with. So, and I feel like I've got that right here. Like, I feel like anything I need, I always have the people behind me. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, as far as on a a personal level, um, is there anything that you're looking to, uh, work on, uh, that you're looking to hope to bring over to maybe personal projects or anything like that, uh, that possibly table 307, could help you or vice versa.
2: I also, uh, I, I, like we've talked about it before, I, I do and thoroughly enjoy streaming. Like, even the little bit that I've gotten is very minor, but just the, the rush of people watching you, I've always, won't, I don't want to say I've always performed better in front of a crowd, but the truth is, the truth is, I put on a show, like, you have me in front of 12 people, I'm going to do a lot better than if I'm just doing it by myself. Like, it's more fun to have an audience, like. I don't know how to put it out of slaughter, but like it's, it helps me have that ice in my veins that like knowing that everybody believes in it, it just. I believe in it more that way.
1: You know, I think a lot of that, uh, you know, want to perform in front of people, getting the ice in the veins feeling, I think that comes from, uh, you know, having that competitive background. Obviously, you grew up playing sports. Obviously, you were on the swim team. I uh- <laughs> <laughs> not on the swim team, but yeah. Anyways, obviously, you were a D lineman. Uh, three of the four of us played D line. So we know, you know, we all know what that's like to get that feeling. When you get that big play and you hear that crowd, go oh.
2: love to put a team
0: on my. Well, shoulders. you too, not so much me, but
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like if you, you know that was one thing I had a hard time struggling with myself. Um, once my football career, if you want to call it that, was ended, I had a competitiveness in me. That's hard to stop. I had to channel it somewhere, and it mm-hmm. was so fucking hard because. Mine eventually came became dice. Like I couldn't, I I couldn't play football anymore. That was the thing I was best at. The second best thing I was at was wrestling. Couldn't do that anymore, and I haven't done that in years. You know, so I had to transition that into like you said. Um, once dice came and I got in dice class, man, I was named uh, the fastest dealer. Uh, at the end of Dice Academy. Uh, But we had gauntlets at the end of class. Uh, You know, there were six bets on each spot, three comms, three place bets, and there was a timer. Boom, boom, we got to go all the way down. Uh, We had these things where they put up, they literally just took the bankroll, and like, you know how like when you see uh, bets in movies on a Dice game, like there's everywhere? Mm -hmm. Well, it was like that, and we had to literally drive the dice around every single chip like if you fucked up start over start over and that's what like that's one of the reasons why when people are like I, I did bend a stick no you didn't <laughs> i know you didn't bend the stick because the dice went
2: this is how it looks when you bend been the stick <laughs> now you you made it
0: look like you're bending the stick. Are we talking about
2: masturbation again? There was a slight bend. <laughs> like, I don't, bend in I don't the know stick. where to go from.
0: <laughs> it depends on whose stick you're talking about. Because sometimes there's a bend, sometimes there's a knot. I don't know. A, well, not a knot, but not a bend. But if there's a knot, you know, if it's big enough that there's a knot, good on you, pal. Good work. Congrats on the
1: jeans. But I don't uh, know about you guys, but once once I graduate out of dice class, I I wanted to get on the table to prove myself. Yep. I hated dice for a year and a half. I had a
2: target of who I had to chase down real quick. It was one of my best friends. Zach was one of my best friends who got the game maybe three months before me. So I had had the game for like six months. Mm. I got the game in the winter. You got the game almost next winter. No, I got it literally that February. Like you got it in the beginning. You got it done October, November. No, because I was in class. Either
1: way, you got it before him. So you wanted to catch up to him. Yes. Much like Seth,
2: catch up. I never wanted to catch up. I always wanted to be better. Right.
1: So,
0: that competitive thing that we were talking about. <laughs> that drove me as well. At any time I worked with Sebastian or I don't know why I said his name like that but, or near him, I just it drove me to be better and have louder. fun and
2: We were always louder. That's where the term for hard Gerhard even came from. Yep. One day at the time we were working, we uh <coughs> were on opposing sticks and that means is for people that don't know it is we were at crap tables looking at each other and zach said something to me he was busting my balls outside we were on break
0: together because if you're on stick at the same time you're going to be on the same Same break break.
2: and uh he got me he i was like all right you know what i'm just not going to say anything right now and we go upstairs get back onto the table maybe three four five rolls in out of nowhere Um, I'm a guy who is very easily able to make myself bellow. And you can hear me from the parking deck. Um, I yell at the top of my lungs for hard the gear hard. And everybody kind of just looks at me and doesn't get it right away. And like some of us got it. Zach immediately bends over the other table just starts dying laughing. Three rolls later, it was the point it hit. For Hard Gerhard, I yelled it again to the top of my lungs. Like, I pushed it that extra 10%. Like, we went from, Are you ready? to, Are you ready? And it got in there. And to that day, it's still been the nickname. I love it.
0: It's not my Xbox name.
2: Also, great story. We're sitting there. uh, I'm a cross platformer, as it says on my Rocket League tag um i had just gotten an xbox and zach was trying to convince me to get grand theft auto but i didn't want to purchase it again i had already purchased it for playstation 3 i had already playstation or for playstation 4 and i had a little bit extra money at the time so i was like well i'll tell you what his old gamer tag was he is gerhard 91 91 uh, something like that and um at that point, that term was already coined. I'm like, well, if I buy GTA, you have to pay the $10 to change your name.
0: I don't know if I did because I never changed it before. So I don't think I got charged that. But regardless, maybe I did. it is way, now I forever
2: for Hard Gerhard. And it's. You can't change it.
0: I can't. Wonderful. And I also can't take away the fact that we game share and that when my internet goes out, I can't play half the damn games I own. Well, actually, <laughs> over half the damn games I own. Are you
2: saying I buy all the games? <laughs> no. that's what it
0: sounded no, like. No, including the games that I've downloaded online because it's not my home Xbox. Oh, oh I hope Microsoft isn't listening. They set it up.
2: Game sharing is not it's 100%
0: yeah, it's loud. Weird.
1: it's loud. No, yeah. I
0: know it's allowed, but when you do it, it's not your home Xbox. So when your internet goes out, you can't play your home games. It's bullshit. Fix it, Microsoft. Get on it. I know you're listening. <sighs>
1: Hashtag Sony. It's better. Hashtag trash box. Hashtag no thanks. I'll be a team Xbox. PS5. I'll get PS5. one. Eventually, PS5. Eventually. Miles Morales. Xbox. So. Like um, it more,
2: sorry. It's my bag. Of your life. Always.
1: <laughs> Drop it for the crew. Drop it for the crew. Um, man. You guys are the best.
2: That went in left field. (laughs) (laughs) Went right out, right into the stands. That's a home run for people that don't understand that reference.
1: So with um, everything going on with the pandemic, we've all missed out on some things, unfortunately. Uh, Like I know, for example, y'all just attended a wedding that had to be like remixed 20 different ways just for them to, you know, just because of pandemic. Stellar
2: job. And stellar the amount job. of time that they did it. Absolutely. And ultimately, I'm super stoked that it ended up at home
0: in PA instead I of Florida to because at that time, Florida was not handling things too great. And I yeah. was like, oh, Florida man's going <laughs> to catch me the coronavirus. Oh, you Thanks. know,
1: Florida man. Cool. Oh, you didn't know?
0: We land. I'm walking through TSA. Guy coughs on me. And now all of a sudden I go back. I'm in quarantine for two more weeks. It's like, come on.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um, I went to a wedding the same weekend in Cincinnati. Uh they had a remix at like twenty different times as well. That was also a beautiful wedding. Uh, but I know the three of us are huge Marvel fans. I know you will entertain us and sit there and just suck it up and watch it with us. I enjoy with it. With a few I can't exceptions of French story.
2: cries. What, what? Some French
1: cries. He might cry a little bit when he watches the movies. Oh uh, did you uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I am a softy. I'm a big sap. Did, did and
1: uh Black Panther get you?
0: I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, yeah, bro, get on the list of movies that I haven't seen. Get off my back. All right. Pause. We're going
1: downstairs. Uh, We're going to be taking a a two hour and 20 minute intermission break. (laughs) But um, Wakanda Forever. I know, for example, like um, uh, Black Widow was pushed back, which then pushed back everything else, which pushed back uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and other things. Uh, Marvel's
3: rearranged the releases of movies now. Shang-G coming out before the Eternals as it of, should i was well i was excited about the eternals movie not that i'm not excited about the shang chi but it's about time the mandarin got his respect true i'm gonna be excited to see the real mandarin
2: like i'm not excited for shang chi i'm excited for the mandarin i think that's the,
3: the idea did you see that it's like a mortal combat fight style there's a table there um i did not Yeah, but that's pretty awesome i think it's going to be like a tournament style, where it's going to be a bunch of different people from all over the universes all fighting to get the Ten Rings.
2: That's legitimate. I like it.
3: And I would love that because it also gives the ability to introduce uh, people who are mutants. Right. So this will be the first introduction of mutants, potentially,
1: opposed to the Eternals. So um, one, another thing that I'm also excited for with MCU is a uh, WandaVision trailer for that came out. You, you don't look to excited for it, Baz. What's uh, up? What is that? So, so WandaVision. Wanda who's Wanda? So, Wanda is a Scarlet Witch, Wanda
2: Maximoff. I'm just glad I got it right. I thought you were about to make fun of me. I'm and, like,
1: is uh,
0: WandaVision
2: I, one word? And, and I don't normal know Wanda is. Marvel Lair. like it's not this way because of Fox owning this, Sony owning that, Marvel owning this. Magneto has two kids. there, are Quicksilver and. WandaVision also has other ones here and there. But, Same mom, yeah. And mom doesn't irrelevant. Good on you. Um, they are mutants, but in the MCU timeline, m mutants don't exist yet. Okay. Like they are called enhanced. They are called other things. Like they can't use the word mutant. They don't own the rights because Fox owned them at the time. Now mm. I really w- Everything nice. is different. I really know what I want to reference this to, but I cannot. So let's keep it. Moving. Did we reference it earlier? No. <laughs>
1: um. What about you? What are some things? Because I know, uh, uh, I know a lot of comedy tours have been put on. Uh, old, like uh, Bert Kreischer, he's doing drive. Uh, he's doing the, the drive-in movie theaters. He's performing at those. That's pretty
2: awesome. Seven hundred yeah. cars. I was supposed to see Adam Sandler, and I was a little turned down that I oh, couldn't. Oh wow! Somebody like for me as a as a kid, like I've always found his humor, his hysterical. Like I grew up watching Saturday Night Live as a very young kid mm-hmm. with him on it. Chris Farley, the whole crew was amazing to me. Like, uh, to not be able to see him live, I've never seen him actually live anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would love to just have the opportunity and. Thank you, pandemic.
1: Yeah. What were some things that you are looking forward to this summer or fall that kind of the brakes got pumped on them? Um, normal life.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. I was uh, so funny. No, uh, there's a lot of stand up tours that I was actually looking forward to that were coming through Philly or through the valley. That is, the valley's getting more and more, which is not normal in my lifetime. And it's awesome.
1: Where we work is actually recognized as a good comedy house apparently and for the record
0: and that's that, part of part of where they're coming yeah and that's uh, it's there. there's other venues that are popping up and they're just showing up and I'm like, wait you there's a there's a there's a comedy place here that's okay. Uh, so we're just popping up clubs and not telling anybody great but I mean they're getting. We're we're getting people in the valley. We're getting people in the Philly
2: that normally would just stop in New York and say,
0: eh, "We were close Pennsylvania. Enough. Yeah. For the we record, were
2: close enough. You can drive. The valley is a term, Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton. People might not always know that, or I'm sure we're having viewers and listeners eventually from That's all a good point. points and places. Yeah, because the live, valley is...
1: And I live in the Poconos, and I'm down the valley.
2: Down the valley now.
0: never every now and again, we're going to go down the shore. Table 307 is currently located in, in the, the valley. valley. Yes. Absolutely.
2: In the Valley.
0: But no, uh, I, I mean, I'm almost positive Burt and also Tom Segura. We're going to be rolling through Philly or Bethlehem. And I wanted to see both of them, but now they're doing, I mean, they put out they I think they're putting out this one that they're doing in the Rose Bowl. And I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. Wow. That'll be interesting. I got to look it up. I don't know exactly when it is. And I, I, Obviously can't go because it's in California, but, uh, that's incredible. And I mean, they've done it in sports. You can social distance and actually get crowds and groups together. And it's not terribly large, but enough people can get there and actually still enjoy it. And if they can record it and put it out to the masses, well, it's not quite as good as going to see them live, but it's
1: right. Close. You know? The one thing I fear about that as far as production value, uh, like we know as, as wrestling fans, Bass, um, especially with the comedy special, the crowd makes up a big part of the production.
0: You miss out on the individuality of each comic and where they're at because when you're actually at the, the show, your show is going to be different than the next show and the next show and the next show. And the culmination of that tour is their final recording. And that's the special that they put out and they record it three or four different times to get right. the best crowd.
1: Right. I'm, But I'm saying as far as like right now with wrestling, there isn't a crowd uh, live. Um, and so it took,
2: the, it puts the, a damper on everything they do. The I crowd's
1: mean, reaction is huge into the production. It helps sell the product.
2: Yeah. I think if you still have some sort
0: of audience though, and they're there live, like they are at the at the Rose Bowl that they're doing and at these shows that they're doing, where people are tailgating and sitting in their cars and stuff, you still get a crowd response. Mm-hmm. it's just you gotta mic it. Right. it's not as loud because they're away from the stage and there's not as many people and the one outside. thing I have
2: seen with that, believe it or not, is I feel like you almost get this thing where the people who really really want to be there make more noise like they're there because they want Mm -hmm. to do that like you don't have the half of the crowd that's just kind of sitting there taken back by it Mm -hmm. you have the people that are on their toes at all times at the football game at like alabama versus georgia that just happened where it actually sounded loud and Mm -hmm. now yes there is stadium noise and pumped in and everything but it felt like a game that was two years ago where there yeah. was a full crowd and it it's was like normal. The people that you're going to get there are going to be you the get those super mega fans punching that are,
0: the wall that are like before the tents to get the first tickets so they can be there. Yeah, and they're they're cheering extra loud but so extra it compensates and ones. it's like there's a full crowd anyway.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So the crazy thing is like you mentioned Florida man earlier. Uh, the Dolphins were given permission to go full sixty five thousand and they're like oh, we're going to do thirteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> got the organization's Florida. not run by Florida man. Oh my goodness! Florida
0: man, man is a strange breed. Strange breed. Good I props
2: to Stephen Ross First protecting top. everybody there and not taking the money. Money, yeah, because yeah. that's money out of his pocket. Yeah, Absolutely. You don't know, get to say that one very often. No, it's nice when you do. Always nice. Always got to point out the positive. Like there are certain positives from like things that we get like wearing a mask at work and watching everybody lose and being able to smile.
0: You just got to hide your eyes.
2: Yeah, well, I kind of can't ever do that. By the there. way,
0: for those of the, for those of you that are listening that don't maybe know or gamble too much or have never been to a casino, we want you to win all of the money all of the time. But if you're a dick, mm-hmm. we want to see you burn baby. We like to be fire. treated like people. That's it. We Yeah. If you treat us with respect and are nice to us, I, wanna, I genuinely feel I bad would... sometimes if I make that much of a connection with people if they lose. Like yes. It, it
2: hurts. Yes. You don't want to see people's hard-earned money no. No.
0: Now, dissipated. It, it, it. Is, it is a known fact that... It's their choice. It's your choice. You've come here. You've been willing to wager your money and gamble. So if you don't win, that's a risk you're willing to take. They teach us with this problem gaming stuff. Uh, If you're coming in, you got to be willing to accept it, accept the risk. So if you're an adult about it and you can be good with that, come on in and play. But if not, stay the fuck home.
3: How quick would you lose your job if you gave a problem gambling slip to one of their high limit players?
0: (laughs) I would love to do it because you know what? Some of them really do have it and some of them are actually cool. But they would still, they turn on a dime. They turn oh, yeah. on a dime. They turn Karen so quick. Both and it's ways. like, i whoa, I have never seen this out of this guy. Like, you were one of my favorite people here. And all of a sudden, uh, let me get the Applebee's manager. Because you got fries instead of a salad.
3: Seeing adults with multi-thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, I guess, of dollars, literally throw themselves on the floor after losing a bet Yeah,
1: on the dirty casino floor. Stuff you never think you'd see. Enjoy those fleas. Just to be clear, though, just to be clear, dirty casino floor. Right now, our casino does not have a dirty floor. No. Uh, with the pandemic, our house is doing a very good job. One of the cleanest. Clean, 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 clean. Just want to be clear. But in normal day occurrence, when you go to a casino one, floor, yeah, like not pandemic. Like, yeah, they still alcohol spilled they still on the clean, floor. Still like, filthy, they they like, still shampoo and everything, but obviously but, now they're doing like the hardcore shampooing. So, before, yeah, but just to be clear right now, where we work, it's perfectly clean and we're doing a great job. But, yeah, no, I get it. When, when people who willingly take the money out and place a bet that they have placed for years, for years, expecting to get a different result.
0: You know, that's the definition of insanity. Exactly. Doing the same thing time after time
1: after time, and you always hear like, "I don't, I don't fucking believe it." Can you believe it? Uh, This is eight, seven in a row. How? How? I don't get it. Such bad shit. Six one. Have you seen how many times six one comes today? Have you seen how many times six one comes today? Uh, Every time I bet the three four.
0: You should have been here yesterday. It was fifty two, buddy. It was wild.
1: said that shit too yes. there uh, are
2: certain things like for anybody who can't see Chris as red as a tomato right now
0: I'm not going to disrespect you mm-hmm. it is my job to service you and come in have a good time Absolutely. let me take we care of you, you to have a I blast. want you to have fun I Absolutely. want you to win Absolutely. where do you want to eat what are you hungry for yeah, do you come in enough? You can put it on your card. Are you staying with us? Come hey. back tomorrow. I'm just working tomorrow night. Hopefully, I'm on dice again.
1: If you're shooting, and the server comes around, what can I order for you? Yeah, know? we do that type of thing for you. Like we're those want dudes to have
2: the most fun that you can have because that's when we do.
1: Yes, but, but if you suck, but if you suck, sucking sucks. Point seven. But um, smile. I don't know. I'm pretty excited for what we're going to be doing. Uh, table 307, uh, myself. Um, I think, uh, I think I'm going to be able to learn more about myself. Um, you know, I've told you guys, you guys are the three closest friends, uh, that I have here. My best friends here, uh, here in PA, uh, you guys are definitely rock for me. And, uh, it's kind of like therapy, like when we all get together because we all get to vent and bitch each other. Um and We can be loud at Seabass's house. Oh yeah.
0: Mm, donuts. Always be nice to the neighbors. Can <laughs> I
1: yeah? Oh yeah. This is what it sounds like. All the time, even when they're not here, I'm yelling by myself. <laughs> You'll hear yes, Thor.
0: He does. If you Meow. follow him on Twitch and he's streaming, Meow. you you will hear all the sounds.
1: But I'm, I, I love the positive energy that we bring and just, you know, it's the fun that we have naturally, you know, we, as a group, like obviously like,
2: we want everybody to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. But like, obviously with the pandemic, we don't go out right now, but like we're not the type of people that we need to go out and spend money and have a good time. We enjoy each other's presence.
2: We enjoy tip to tip,
1: tip Coast to tip, Dream. co-streams 100%. And for that, I am very excited to see what Table three hundred seven helps with Negderp's nest. With uh, personally, I'm excited to see what it helps with my uh, streaming. I'm just excited to see how I grow as a person and as a friend with you guys through this journey. And what I'm excited about is I know that we are all hands on deck and we're ready to get this ball going.
2: My hands actually on Seth. For the record.
1: And it's not spelled deck. Seth.
3: I'm speechless.
2: <laughs> Were you speechless the other night when I could show you that I could twerk?
1: I was there. I synced it. He was
2: dancing. Chris was dancing with me.
1: i have
2: to put that flavor
0: in my mouth again. <laughs> and I'm really trying to quit smoking cigarettes, but thank God I was smoking a
2: cigarette. First sour, then sweet. Don't don't lie to the audience. Let's quit talking about
1: your meat. You brought up my meeting first, (laughs) sir. So um, at this time, I just want to give you guys each, uh, you know, give me 30 seconds of, you know, just whatever's on top of your mind right now, whether it be about 307, just anything in general. Um, And let's end this on a positive note. We're going to start with Bass, then Seth. And then, Zach, I hope you have something ready. And then I'm, I'm going to hit it with some closing remarks afterwards. So, Bass, uh, closing remarks, take as long as you want, little as you want. What you got, homie?
2: Well, let's start off by saying thank you. I'm about to turn 30, literally on Halloween. It's the 27th, 27th, 28th, now. 28th, something like that. Yeah, yeah now it's, it's the nice. 28th and the AM 729. We have not went to sleep yet. So, Casino Day, we're on the 26th. Mm-hmm um no we're not not anymore yeah we're rolled yeah anyways uh, we are rolled not exactly one though uh yeah regardless (laughs) back to the shenanigans uh it's there's a lot for me to soak in right now like i've just gotten so much advice from people lately because i mean i talk about where i'm at like i say oh my god i'm turning 30 and some people are like 30s go so quick And I'm just sitting here and like, I've always had the thought, everything's gone so quick because I've enjoyed my life and I'm enjoying doing this and I'm going to enjoy, keep doing this. I cannot wait to do it more.
1: My man, Seth, what you got for me, homie?
3: I mean, overall, I just can't wait to see our production grow in the quality in our content and just our connection. It'll be a good time overall. And uh, yeah, overall, I'm just really excited. I feel like I should have more to say about that, but I can't really think of uh, anything else to go along with it. That's perfect.
1: Zach, so you can do joke, then closing, or closing, then joke. Your choice. But I'm ready for some fire.
0: Well, uh, I'm going to just start by saying thank you for uh, moving here. Because without doing this, I'd still be thinking about well, yeah, I'm I'm going to start my own podcast and I'm going to do it and, and I'll get around to it and, and yeah, yeah. And now here we are recording on yours and then ours is soon to come. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really overwhelming feeling of warmth and just joy to be doing something that I loved so much for so long, just talking into a microphone and just slinging shit and talking, talking shop with my boys and just having a way to express myself. And, uh, it's just really nice to be able to do this with three of my good friends. So I thank you all for joining up and doing this with me, because I know I told you about this and we got balls rolling and here we are about to start our own. So it's a good feeling. And I think we should all be proud. Absolutely. uh, We collaborated, we came together and we're getting shit done. Mm -hmm. But, uh, On another note, being that we're going to be starting a, uh, not fully casino talk about, but oriented podcast, I'll give you a little story about the one time I'm dealing roulette early on in my career. I got a Eastern European guy, got a thick accent up at my table, seemingly nice enough guy, uh, so I thought, so this other guy's playing at the table and he's winning a ton of money and he's not tipping me a dime. I'm busting my ass. I'm up and down. I'm sweating. The AC system was down for some reason. It's sometime in July. And uh, this guy comes up. He colors out for like 10 grand. And this Eastern European guy goes to me after he leaves. He goes, that sucks, man. I know how it feels not to make any money. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking this guy's on my side. Like he just started playing. He saw like everything go down. Like, wow, this guy made a ton off of you. Not a dollar, not a thank you. We left in a huff. This guy goes on to win twenty-five grand. This Eastern European fella, and then he loses it. The entire time, not tipping me a dollar, Mm -hmm. getting angrier and angrier with me as he's losing. But he fails to leave. He fails to leave the game. He just refuses. He he won't accept. Doesn't have the discipline until he gets to that point that he hit that twenty-five k. He eventually loses all of that money. He goes to the ATM. He buys back in. He loses. That happens another couple times until he walks away from the table. I know he's done for the night. I go, sir, thank you so much for playing. I really appreciate you coming in tonight. And you know what, man? I know how it feels not to get paid. I'll see you next time. Damn, Bazinga.
1: Damn. Damn That's that's such good shit. Such yeah. good shit. He turned around and
0: started to walk back, and then he was just defeated. He just moved. He he left. Left the bill. Elvis is leaving the building.
1: All right. Well, guys, again, uh, I just want to thank you so much uh, for joining me tonight on Neg Derp's Nest, and I'm excited for what the future is bringing on three hundred seven, and I'm excited to. I'll have you all on one by one so i can have some special time with y'all uh to everyone listening thank you so much for tuning in uh you guys are really the best uh make sure you uh check out also my twitch streams negderps nest same as the uh Skirt uh Hat, at Scare Pat. and uh, yeah guys thank you so much and uh don't forget to go out and vote just do the damn thing love y'all peace